0: Hey, everyone. It's Shelby. Hope you're all staying safe and healthy. Just wanted to keep you all updated that we still have our sponsorship with Adam and Eve. Emily just recently got a poll from them. And if you go to our Instagram, Candy Girl Podcast, you can see videos of her practicing. So cool investment for some quarantine fun. If you go to adamandeve.com and use the code candy at checkout, you'll get 50% off one item plus 10 free gifts, which is really awesome. So head over there after this episode. Thanks guys. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Candy Girl. I'm your host, Shelby. And I'm your co-host, Emily. And so today we're talking with Cactus Cutie. So excited to have her on. I told her I'd let her introduce herself. So tell us a little about yourself.
1: Hi, I'm Cactus. Uh, You can call me Cactus Cutie if you want. Um, I'm also a photographer, so I go by Cactus for... uh, Cactus Cutie is my modeling, and Cactus Photo is my photography. Um, I've been doing photography since 2012, and I've been a sex worker since 2016. Um, I started as a cam girl and a suicide girl hopeful, um, but I've kind of really grown into being more of like... I, I like to call myself a like more professional amateur, because I'm not in the mainstream, but I'm still amateur, but high quality. Um, I, I just like that kind of stuff. I've been having a lot of fun with making my own content. I do clips. I, I'm just an artist. I just like to create stuff. So it comes through any type of camera, being in front of it, being behind it. Um, and just, I, I want to teach about it too. So that's something that I'm really passionate about is helping people feel safe and comfortable being in the sex work or photography or whatever they want to do and feel comfortable and confident in their body. All spelled with K's, of course, because cactus is with chaos.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. So what got you into sex work? What, Why did you decide to go there?
1: Well in the very beginning, so I was a photographer. I loved doing, like, before photography. Um, and I just, there was this one girl that I was shooting with and she, I just loved her confidence. And when, we'll talk about this later about body hair, but she had body hair too and she's like the reason I started growing my body hair. But I just loved her confidence. She's so beautiful. And I was like, you know what? I love shooting with this, but like, Feel like I could feel that confident too if I were in front of the camera so I started doing that I started doing some like random modeling and then um a friend of mine who's not even in sex work anymore uh said hey there's like this site where you can like get naked online and people will like tip you to do stuff of course like that's, I feel like that's a very generic way of how people get into camming these days. Um, it's like, oh, you can make money taking your clothes off? Cool! Um, so I got into it that way. I wasn't very, like, as active as a lot of people are. I, camming didn't really, like, um, I loved doing it because I would do, like, theme shows. Like, I did a half Christmas show. So I dressed up in July with all these Christmas things, and I did, like, a Fourth of July thing. It was pretty silly. I like having fun, but that's really, really hard to keep up. And I have a chronic illness. I have fibromyalgia. So it's hard to keep that up all the time. Like props to the girls who do that five days, six days a week, seven days a week, whatever. Two days a week. Too much for me. Um, So then I ended up going into more clip sales. And when I moved out to Florida, um, I was able to be a lot closer to Miami. So there's X Biz out here, which is a convention just for... Um, adult stars, and then there is Exotica, which is where you can kind of like meet up with fans and stuff like that. Um, but I use those opportunities to really meet people in the industry. And oh my gosh, I'm so glad I did that because since then, my passion, my activism, my just all around drive for being a sex worker has increased because now I feel like I have more community to support me and I feel like I can support them back community with a K. Um, and it's been a wonderful way to be able to feel comfortable in my own body, but also sex work in itself is active. It's, it's showing, you know, I have a family who my mom is very like pro sex, but she's not pro sex work. So it's something that we're, I'm trying, she's older. She's, uh, she's in her, late 60s and I'm a younger child so it's kind of like a thing we've been working for but I in the last couple years I've just been really trying to understand why sex work is so amazing because I want to be able to this is like a own little motivation but to be able to show her and other people like her that there's so many wonderful things about sex work not just making money on the internet you know That's, that's a long
0: story for how I got into it. But (laughs) it sounds like we have similar missions, though. Yeah,
1: just educating and wanting people to see in a better light, you know, because there's so many amazing people in this industry. Exactly. Um, Yeah.
0: So the way that uh, Cactus and I kind of started our relationship is she was doing an Instagram live and she was answering questions and I had noticed right when we started following each other you had a lot of photos of your body hair and I was so fascinated by that yeah she's showing off her armpits right now you guys can't see but they look great um (laughs) so that's and that's something I've always been interested in is women embracing their body hair so I would love to hear about that journey
1: yeah. Well, like I was saying earlier, I kind of like dipped into it, but there was this girl who I shot. She had body hair. Um, it was just her armpits, but I was just like, I, I just thought it was so beautiful. And the images we made still into this day, like that I photographed are some of my favorite just because of the feeling behind it. But I'm like, if somebody can invoke that feeling just with their armpit hair, like why have I been shaving mine this whole time? Also, it also comes out of, like, pure laziness, I have to say. I don't like to shave. Shaving uh, takes time. It's a lot of maintenance. It. I hate the prickly feeling. Like, people are weirded out. They're like, oh, wouldn't it feel weird if, like, there's a bunch of hair there? But it actually feels way more comfortable than the
2: pricklies. So... Wait, so, personal question, personal question. Um. So, at this beginning of the quarantine, or at the beginning of this quarantine, I was trying to grow up my armpit hair so I could dye it pink. However, there I like I was doing fine and I got about like three weeks in and it felt like it just wasn't growing anymore. And it was like short and super itchy. And I couldn't like I got drunk and I was like, I can't do this anymore and shaved it all off. Do you have it? Like, do you know that phase or? Yeah, because it's like when it comes in, but it's before it really starts to get the fun curlies where it yeah. doesn't like... <laughs> and like, I have curly hair, so I've been really excited to like, see it. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, My bush, whenever I grow that out, it's my least favorite because it like sticks through my panties. And especially like if you're wearing anything mesh, especially, you know, in my industry, I wear a lot of fun front, uh, garments, but... When it grows in that way, it feels super uncomfortable. But if you wait like another week or two, then it feels like I just want to pet myself all the time. It's so soft. It's just like my hair, you know, like I even have it on my legs too. So it's really just, I I don't know. It's kind of, it's like, imagine like feeling a dude's armpits. Like that's fun and fine and soft. It doesn't like poke out it. Yeah. You know, I should say dude people uh, who naturally grow more hair, but yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you do have to go through that awkward phase
2: so then how long until you can dye it
1: <laughs> um I've actually never dyed it so I've talked to a few um hairstylists about this and there's lymph nodes that are really like they're right in your armpit, sack sac it socket whatever you want to call it. right in your armpit um so it's I'm a little bit concerned I want to make sure that I'm using like body safe bleach or something like that so I've never done it but I've seen people do it, and I, I am actually – so I'm going to give – this episode is coming out anyway. So I'm going to be doing um, a contest uh, so people can, like, help me figure out what they want me to, like, trim my – the shape of my bush into and then also what color to dye it. So I'm super excited. I'm going to be doing that probably like mid-May. That is such a cool idea. That's so cool. It's, it's big and chunky right now. And I'm like, Bush is fun. But like, how much fun would it be that my fans could have like a say in what I do? And we get to be creative at the same time. So for it.
2: Bro, what are those? Oh, God. What are the like fancy bushes rich people have? Troppery, Tropery Garden. You know those bushes that rich people will shape into, like, yeah, <laughs> like he, I, I'm he, not, he, or something like that. Yeah, he, like yeah. oh, I'm, I'm gonna look up the word right now. <laughs> just make it bothering like a little, little maze. Fancy. <laughs> fancy, rich person, bush. I wonder what's gonna. Oh no, it's just George Bush. <laughs> Why? Oh, of course it's George. Bush. <laughs> okay, uh,
1: that's pretty funny. But, yeah, so I was thinking about doing, like, either a star or a heart or, you know, the classic landing bush or landing strip and stuff like that. So, um, and then colors, like, be able to pick pink or blue or, I don't know. We're going to have so much fun. I'm excited. So you, like, tip per option that you want and whoever gets, like, the most votes. I mean, I'm just so excited. I can't wait to have fun with it. I've been, like getting more into the hairy stuff recently because my follower increase has been crazy since I've been posting on some like hairy white websites and stuff so um it, it's fun to like be a part of and have fun with your body instead of like I don't know it's celebrating it and being creative and innovative like it, with
0: it yeah that's yeah. so fascinating and so was was growing your body hair, was that something that was just easy for you or were you a little bit insecure about it at the beginning? I'm still insecure about it. I love it. I love
1: looking at it, but going out in public is where I feel insecure about it. Um, Especially, I I told you guys I live in a small town right now. So I live in Florida and there's some gun toting, conservative, anti-gay, Confederate flags everywhere. So, I'm just so worried to go out in public and show, I, I mean, I have colored hair, I'm ar- tattoos. I'm already showing that I'm kind of a weird person, probably gay, but probably somebody nobody wants to talk to in my town. <laughs> but uh, the thing about the hair is I always, like, I'm just so worried at what people are going to think about my hair for some reason. So I always wear like short sleeve shirts um, or let- pants because of my leg hair or Just try to, like, walk around quickly and, like, divert it. I'll also wear, like, knee-high socks um, because I'm not too hairy past it. So uh, that's – but other than that, I love it. I think it gives me a lot of confidence in my own self. And being in sex work and having people – not only seeing it being – more and more normalized in not only our industry, but just in the world. Like, even some of my friends have very confidence, which is so killer. Um, It's really nice to be able to see that more and more people are being able to feel comfortable, not just in themselves, but in society to be able to do that. Because it it really takes one true soul, one true brave soul to, like, go out there and do it. And that girl a couple years ago that I photographed, she, like, paved the way for me, I feel (laughs) I know there's people who have been doing it for like literally thousands of years but um it takes you know one person to look and feel and show that they're confident for somebody else to do that so I kind of want to do that too because I want to show like I feel confident and you can too if this is something you want to try out
2: yeah so bro you might be my shining light You might have guided the way. Well, now that I know that, you know, it starts to get less annoying, because when it was starting to get long, I was like, oh, oh, this really itches. Yeah, it gets especially in the summer,
1: it's not super fun. And I do
2: sweat a lot
1: extra than, than I used to. Um, so I try to wear shirts that don't have, like, uh, I don't wear white shirts or anything that has, like, um, anything that covers, like, with sleeves. I like to wear a lot of tank tops, especially at home. Um, or if I'm out and about, I'll, like, try to wear, like, a jacket or some sort of thing so I'm not, like, just a cool here. But you can get past that weird,
2: stubbly, uncomfortable... Pointy face. Like, I think I think there were, like, some armpit hairs, like, poking out of my shirt. Yep. Now when I wear shirts, you can definitely see it
1: for sure. I I don't know how long you can see, but they're about like an inch, inch and a half right now. So I haven't trimmed mine since December, January. I like to trim them up every once in a while. Just keep keep everything in line. Yeah, but people have been loving my bush recently and it's quarantine. So I'm living it up.
0: So. I feel like a lot of people will attribute the idea that women need to be hairless, specifically in the genital region, to porn because we see so many actresses who are completely hairless. So do you feel like having hair there is a way that you're kind of fighting that or a way that you're saying, hey, it's fine to be hairy and you can still be sexy?
1: Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So um actually I grew up uh, I, I love porn, I love watching naked ladies, I'm very clear. Um I have I to be honest, I maybe it's because I grew up with it, um, but my preference is like the very perfect grim pussy, whatever, like in my own preference of watching stuff. But If I were to see more natural hairy babes, I feel like I would be, like, seeking it more, you know? Um, One thing, I started, like, with colored hair and tattoos, and that's starting to become a little bit more popular, too. And, like, uh, thank you, Suicide Girls, and, you know, that kind of stuff. But hairy is still a thing that's kind of coming around. Um, It was kind of, like, cool back in the 70s, like, that full bush kind of thing, and then they just dropped that for decades and now we're slowly coming back into it. But in mainstream porn, if I'm looking on Pornhub or like, you know, other uh, sex workers that I follow in this industry, I don't really see a lot of natural push. So I feel like if I saw more of that, I would be so much more comfortable one with my own and feel sexier about my own. Um, because I'd be like, damn, that person has an amazing hairy pussy. I love it. Now I'm really excited to go take pictures of my hairy pussy, um, or take a video or something. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yes. Um, and uh, you know, like if other people were seeing that, I feel like they would feel a lot more comfortable. Um, I just want to like break all these cycles and all these barriers and all these glass ceilings that are in this industry. Like, I want more. I want to see so many more alternative girls. Like I've been thinking about breaking into mainstream just because I want to see more people like me. I want to see more hairy babes, you know? Um, So yeah, yes.
0: Yes to that question. (laughs) Raise the rules. So my follow up question to that is I feel like When I am with a partner and I haven't shaved, I get very like self-aware or self-conscious of how hairy I am. And I wonder if that is exemplified as somebody who has like a bunch of people watching them all the time, you know, and they see everything about you. Do you feel like you're under a certain amount of scrutiny?
1: What's so funny is I feel the opposite. I feel a lot more insecure with my own partners than I do... Because now people know me as this type of person, they know me as a hairy person, and they actually praise that part about me, Um, which feels not like anything I would experience a lot in my own dating world. I am very thankful that the partner I had for the last five years, my cis male partner, um, he didn't really mind if I was shaved, hairy, trimmed, whatever. Um, I mean, everybody has their own preferences, but he wasn't, like, pushy in any way, so... That helped me be a lot more comfortable in my own. I feel like if I didn't have that, he was a very supportive. He's also helped support me and encourage me into sex work. So props. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks for the encouragement and support. And I really feel like if I didn't have that type of, if, if I didn't feel like that partner felt like I was sexy, like they acted like, oh, damn, girl, you look good. No matter what I was wearing or how my bush looked or whatever, I mean, that just means the world, of course. And I feel like there's a lot of beauty standards and a lot of, we love this word, toxic masculinity and all these type of things. Yay,
2: jazz hands. (laughs) Oh, Um, there it is. Yay,
1: we said it. (laughs) Um, But a lot of these beauty standards that are also put not only onto women but onto men to accept they're, and I'm, we're talking about a heterosexual or, you know, just man, woman. I'm talking, forget genders right now, but that's what our society has taught us. A man is with a woman and they, the woman has to be this. They have to wake up with makeup on and be perfectly shaved and have the food ready for when they come home, you know, like all that 50s bullshit. So I feel like now we're starting to finally break those cycles and there are people out there that want to help break those cycles too. And I just, I, that's why I kind of want to use my platform in my videos, in my live chats, in, uh, on Instagram, in this interview, I just want to be able to educate. I want to show that there is beauty in a lot of things and I don't want people to Put a lot of judgment on other people and themselves, not just like other cis women or people with uh, vaginas or um, femme-identifying people who feel uncomfortable with their body here, but uh, the other people who put that shame onto them as well, because shame that doesn't need to be there. We're
0: pretty. Agreed. A hundred percent. Yes. So if you're listening right now, you might have heard some nature-esque sounds. That is semi-intentional. I am outside recording this right now because I'm at my parents' house, so it's a little loud in there, but Cactus really wanted to talk about, uh, eco-sexuality. That's the right word, right?
1: Yes. Um, so I'm like really, really new to it. So like, don't quote me too much on a lot of things, but I just wanted to talk about like, I, it's something I don't see. I just, like I said, I just want to make things that I don't see on the internet that I would want to see that would make me feel better about my body, feel aroused, quote unquote, horny, you know, Um, but mostly just feel comfortable about myself and like the things that I like. I, you know, there's outdoor content, but the outdoor content I see is like, oh, we're being sneaky in public or, you know, we got to do this really quick or we got to fuck in a car, but you can like see a tree outside. I haven't seen a lot of people create content, like beautiful, beautiful content. And hopefully I'm like one of those people. Um, I say, but there's something that I've been really, really loving recently is fucking nature. Like I love to rub my vulva on the grass. I love to put, I have a garden. So sometimes I'll just take like random leaves out of my garden and just like lightly brush it on my vulva and, um, my labia and, all that kind of stuff. So it feels so good. And then even like putting it inside, like my vaginal wall, it just feels so good. Like I love like gentle feelings. Um, if I could just be like fucked gently, like that, I just want to be living on a cloud or like in this lush meadow of like grass that has no bugs. Florida. That's not something I'm able to ask for right now.
2: <laughs> um, would not fucking woods in florida
1: <laughs> especially during summer it is a no
2: would not <laughs> like i fuck with the vision though yeah it's like
1: vision like dream like sense if i were just like you know the the windows um that that windows screen that's like the green field with the blue sky yes. the basically that but just a bunch of trees around and flowers and birds and you know, all that kind of stuff. So I, that stuff makes me happy. Just being outdoors, seeing green, moving from Arizona to Florida made me realize how much I love nature. Like not just like I love nature, but like, I know nature loves me too. Like nature is looking out for me. She's got my back. She makes me happy every day. I look at her and I'm like, yeah, girl, thank you. Like, just existing makes me feel good. Um, And just it, the feeling, it's just like, it's like a sensory kind of play. Like, you know, like, kind of like feathers or something, but blades of grass and leaves and stuff. So I just, I, I've been having so much fun. But the one thing I wish I would see is like, I really—I looked up Ecosexual on Pornhub, vids, all these kind of things. There's not even tags for them. They don't exist. I know these people are out there. I've seen documentaries on ecosexual. That's how I know this is a thing. Uh, you and I were talking about this.
2: Yeah, yeah. I have an Instagram page that we'll probably both talk about later.
1: Yeah. So I, I don't know. Just I want to be able to see stuff in the world that um, I, I, I want to feel. You know, I, I think people
2: feel happy with nature too. So it's like, honestly, I don't see that. like to be completely honest, I'm a lot of people who know me personally know that I'm like actually like super weird about like sex and the things that turn me on but like this eco-sexual thing just sounds really gentle and I'm kind of eyeing my sunflower right now
1: (laughs) yeah oh my I can't even imagine what that would feel like the nice like silky uh...
2: I I grew so I used to kill every single type of plant shout out to our friend Callie who believed in me So I could grow a plant and now my sunflower is like a tiny flower and I'm waiting for it to just, like get as big, like it already bloomed, but reached max size. That's amazing. I used to kill plants too.
1: Maybe it's Florida, maybe it's just my passion, but now everything, I actually, I had to move a lot of stuff out so you guys don't see a lot of plants, but this was covered in plants a couple days ago. I'm doing a lot of renovations. I just, I, I think nature just makes me feel happy. And also this does come up. I do want to talk about like a place of trauma as well. I also do have, I have a fear of men. I have been, I have a fear of men. Yep. <laughs> so actually I've had a partner for five years and some of the best times we ever did stuff was when I was up So I hope that is the best for you as well. So, I it really comes from something of like the gentle touches, the um feeling like I'm not in an enclosed space. That's also a huge part is I know that I have places to run to. I'm out. I'm out here. Like and also Mother Nature is like looking down on me. And she's like, I got you, girl. Remember? I got you. So it, it does, I come from a place of trauma and that's also one of the reasons that I want to be more of like use my platform uh, for teaching because there's a lot of things that I see in porn that yes, porn is a fantasy and go for it. If that's your fantasy, go fucking nuts. I'm here for it. My, I'm, I'm not really comfortable watching a lot of dom scenes or anything rough or any Cause it just reminds me of my sexual assault and especially with men. So, and that happens a lot in porn. It's the guy dominating the girl or, or girl dominating guy is fun too, but I'm just like a, I just want to watch nice things and be happy all the time. Um, but my trauma comes from a sexual, uh, trauma from my childhood. Um, and I'm, I'm working on a lot of that into my sex work to be able to show that, okay, yeah, sure. I, this does come from quote unquote daddy issues. That's not the reason anybody from any trauma Or non-trauma can be in porn. I want to state that. Anybody can get any space in their life when they go into porn. They can have any reason to do it. They can love it. They can hate it. It's a job. Okay, now that that's out of the way. The reason I want to start teaching more with porn is because I want to teach. I know a lot of cis males watch my content. And those are the people that talk to me all the time. And I kind of use my platform to teach them consent. So I'll make sure they kind of, like, ask me questions or, like, I'm now starting to switch into, I haven't released it yet. So this is, like, new. Ooh. Ooh so, premium content. Right? Right here. So um, I'm going to start dipping into, actually, I want to, like, make a lot more of my content into Girlfriend Experience. So I've, I've made a few videos that I'm already starting to queue up and do. So I want to talk to the person, like, oh, hi, we just went on a date. Do you feel comfortable that we did that like i'm putting in stuff where it's like cute and sexy but also teaching them the things that they should be communicating about because i think communication with a k is very very it's like communication consent um and community are my three top that i i, I shouldn't say it's the 3k's but um yeah I, maybe if not put practice in there it's the 4k's right mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I want to be able to teach people consent is key. We want to teach asking questions before we do things, before we touch people, before we, um, say something that might be triggering before we, um, I think just asking permission is so, so, so important. And that's one of the reasons that I do, I can respect uh, nature because I, you know, I don't really have to ask for respect because it's an inanimate object to me um and she doesn't have to ask for it back it's like it's just there so that's a nice little thing (laughs) but I don't have to worry about feeling violated by something because I know that it's already there for me um that was a little roundabout way to go for it but a lot of this does come out of trauma and I want to teach more about trauma with
0: my platform yeah that's amazing no I love that Um, I also love that every time you say with a K, you sign the letter K. <laughs> do you know American Sign Language? I feel like that. I, I took a few sign language classes, but I cannot, I
1: can't remember anything. Because um, I never got to apply it. But if I got to apply it, I'd love to. Like, I, I've always told people that I want to do it so I can, like, sign things at a dinner table so that I can, like, say a sexy thing to somebody or something like that. Like, I think it would be super fun. But
0: yeah, K, with a K. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> so, if you're comfortable talking about it, I would love to talk more about uh your chronic illness and how that kind of plays a part in your sex work.
1: Yeah, it plays
0: a huge part.
1: Um actually, I in my Twitter bio and I think my Instagram bio. And maybe like I you know, there's only so many spaces you can put in things, so you got to be like really um picky with what you put. But in most things I really try to let people know like, hey, I have PTSD. I have fibromyalgia and I have vaginismus and vaginismus is a condition that is like your vaginal walls are too tight. So penetration is very, very uncomfortable, if not painful. Sometimes it's every time, sometimes it's, you know, when you're like riding a bike or even when I get horny, I feel in pain. Um, So that's something I'm not able to do a lot of penetration. I only do penetration videos when I'm feeling like it. I don't ask, I don't let people do it for customs. So that really affects my sex work in that way. Um, I think I know a lot of that. My vaginismus does come from my PTSD, from my past trauma and sexual trauma. Um, and so I'm going to therapy and all that kind of stuff too so I'm also trying to normalize therapy on my platform saying hey I'm going to therapy hey I'm learning about these things I try to like reblog things about mental health every once in a while um especially on my photography page like I really try to talk a lot on my photography page about um mental health in that way but in physical health with my fibromyalgia um being vegan we're
0: both vegan yay um (laughs) wait are you vegan too I'm not vegan, but I'm doing my best. Shelby and I,
2: Shelby and I originally started doing veganism together, actually.
0: Um, Uh, First, we did it
2: at home, and I would basically cook a bunch of meals and have Shelby over. And then we'd watch TV, and that was like our life before quarantine.
0: Yeah. We have a vegan friend, Callie, who is very encouraging of us
2: that's cool if you ever need an extra
1: encourager I'm here <laughs> yeah I've been vegan for um 14 years so I actually
2: have the vegan symbol on me that's amazing oh my gosh you're like a level 10 vegan I'm like level two or three probably
1: yeah I've been vegan forever it's definitely my life um <laughs> Uh, so that has a lot to do with my sex work too, because I I think that also has to do with ecosexual. There's so many things that are intertwined. I just, my my motto is I was about to say model because I'm a model, but my motto is um, everything is connected. I really think everything's connected. Like the reason why I'm a ecosexual, all these kind of things, it's all a reaction or whatever. Anyways, this is why I shouldn't have had a few of of the thc before i think
2: this is exactly why this is great this. yeah i'm having i'm having a great time like honestly like yeah. after this like i'm forcing you to follow my personal account yes! we are gonna be friends i'm i'm in both of you add me we're in i'm we're so friends sad. Now. Yes, <laughs> okay. yes i just yeah, want to be your best that. friend talk as much as you want fantastic
1: <laughs> i'm here okay so thank you for this platform to be able to talk as well. I appreciate your podcast and what you guys are doing. Thank you.
0: Um, so yeah, uh, what were we talking about? Your chronic illnesses and uh, <laughs> how they play a part in your sex work. <laughs> You're totally right. Um,
1: but yeah, so I've had fibromyalgia since I was 19. So that's like, oh my gosh, I just turned 12. so eight years. Um, so I've had that for eight years, and then I've been a vegan for 14, and um, I, and just in the last couple of years have, I realized that I've had PTSD forever, but you know, it, it takes a while to like really understand that. And especially being through therapy or like being more a part of mental health. Um, but a lot of those things, those chronic illnesses really affect my work. They, um, I also have ADD. So trying to get things done, also being a photographer and a sex worker and an educator, like, I'm juggling a lot of stuff right now, so I'm doing my best with all the stuff that I have. I make sure that I give myself rest. Um, I was actually, I I'm, I, want to make a YouTube channel soon so that I can start doing some more education to be able to share more with people outside of the sex work. And not necessarily about sex work, but, like, um, about chronic illness, about photography, about all that kind of stuff. Um, I was writing in my journal last night that I want to share, like, Reason or ways that helped me feel better with my fibromyalgia. Because a couple years ago, I could not say that I would be in the position I'm in today. Like, I can go on walks, hikes every day. Like, my body is capable. I don't get flares anymore. Like, I can rarely say that I have fibromyalgia, but it does have a huge play in how I sleep, how I like uh, do everything in my life basically to make sure that I'm not over deserting myself. Um, so that comes into a lot of play with my sex work too. Like I can't film a lot of scenes. I can't, um, the, one of the reasons I couldn't keep up with camming is because I couldn't do more than two and a half hours at a time. And girl, uh, you know, I would keep saying girls because cam girl is like the quote, but people who are doing camming, who do it for a lot longer, like I can, to- I can respect that. Um, cause I would just get fatigued after just that one. And I had to go take like a nap and just eat a bunch of food (laughs) and, you know, smoke some THC and CBD. So, um, it definitely plays a part in how much I'm able to use my body and how much content I'm able to make and how long I'm able to be at events and stuff. But other than that, like, um, I I just want to be able to communicate that about that because I feel like if you tell people ahead of time and they understand it, they'll respect you more as a person and under empathize. And hopefully, people with chronic illness are maybe following me because they also have a chronic illness and they want to feel more comfortable with their own or heard or seen because it is invisible. Like nobody can see. Like I look, I look perfectly fine, but not a lot of people know that I'm struggling inside with anxiety, depression, PTSD, EDD. I'm just listing off stuff, but fibromyalgia, vaginismus, whatever. Everybody's got their own stuff, though. I'm not the only person, too. So I also try to be empathetic to my own clients and stuff to be more concerning about those kind of things.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's so, especially, like, I mean, all of it is so important to talk about, but especially, like, your vaginismus because I feel like women are so uncomfortable talking about pain they feel during sex or any sort of anything that has to do with their vagina, you know? So I feel like you being so open about it and being like, hey, this is a condition I have and, like, I am still functioning as a human. Like, you should go get diagnosed and you should tell your doctor, you know, what's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I, – I used to go see a
1: pelvic floor therapist actually before – quarantine and all this stuff but um the I would go see somebody who would help me open up my vaginal walls and give me exercises and stuff to do so I would like post pictures while there is like make sure you check on your vagina today just stuff like that um I, I the quarantine has given me I feel like less opportunities to feel more i to have more opportunities to be able to talk about it, but I, it is still something very passionate. And in some of my videos, actually, like if I'm penetrating myself, um, I'll say, Ooh, that kind of hurts. Or like, Oh, my vaginismus feels a little bit better today. Like sometimes I'll just try to say things like that. Just so people are like, wait, what? And they're like, I've never heard about this or heard about somebody saying that they're in pain while they're also trying to like penetrate themselves. Um so thank you for saying that. It that actually makes me just want to do a lot more vaginismus porn now.
0: <laughs> I feel like that could be a thing, right? Yeah, why not? Hmm. Emily, do you have any questions? I do. Let me pull up my notes.
2: Uh stay hydrated. Uh, stay hydrated. Stay it's hydrated. important. Uh my questions were more going back to an earlier topic we'd covered. When you talked about going to conventions, um I've never been to a sex work convention, so, like, what's that like? Um, I know we talked to another uh, guest um, who would go to porn porn award ceremonies, porn award shows, and she said they were lit as hell. How were the conventions that you attended? I forgot the names already. <laughs> so I went to x and Exotica. There's a lot of X's in there because, you
1: know, we're porn stars. we got to put those triple X's in there. <laughs> But, um, so x was the one that's specifically for just people in the industry. So no outsiders are allowed. So that one was actually my favorite and it was a whole weekend. You have an opportunity to be able to work with a bunch of people in your industry and get to know people and there's seminars and. Uh, there was a topless pool party the whole weekend, so you could just be like out there naked. It was fantastic, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually on like there is a mini vids blog that they did, and I'm like in some of the pictures because they also had like these goodie bags that they gave away. It's just really neat. Like there's um, there's booths for all the different places. Either people can represent booths, so um, not really an X Biz. It's more for hey, please come join our site, but if you go to something like ABN, which I've never been to, and I'm really hoping to now that I'm moving to the West Coast again. Um, So there's things like that where uh, a a star or a person in the industry can uh, man a booth, man a booth. What are All these gender roles put into our (laughs) language. um, they can run a booth and that means that they can either cam from that booth or like represent the company all that kind of thing um or they can have their own booth some more of like the more popular people will have their booth and say hi please this is my content Uh, whatever so my experience since I have fibromyalgia I didn't really go out to the late night parties and stuff which is where things get quote-unquote lit Um, but I really did enjoy being able to meet people in this industry because like, especially if you're feeling depressed and then you go to a convention and then you're around people who are so inspired and kicking ass. And I, I mean, like I met all these people that I would never be thought I would have like met in my life. Like, I think I met, oh gosh, I can't even remember now. Um, but anyways, I also don't want to name drop, but anyways. It's just so cool being feeling like an equal. You know? Yeah. And watching. I get, similar, I get a
2: similar feeling from um tech conventions where I'm like, wow, I'm depressed and really hate programming, but everyone else is pretty good at it and I guess this is cool. And then I'm pretty happy by the time I leave the convention.
1: Yeah. It's like that sense of, you know, community with a K. Like I feel it's so, so, so important to be able to get to know the people in your industry, not just like, you know, this is great. FaceTime, zoom, whatever, making content, but really getting to see somebody in person, um, taking seminars, all that kind of, it's so, so, so inspiring for real.
2: Ooh. Ah, So maybe we can just,
1: uh, AVN is the one you want to go to. I want to go to AVN for sure. We should should go to AVN. (laughs) Yeah. There's, um, well, Expos was supposed to happen in May. So it's canceled because of quarantine and the pandemic. So, you know, whatever. It was supposed to be a fun summer thing. And I was excited because I was going as a photographer mainly rather than a sex worker. So I was going to be shooting a bunch and working with all these stars that I've always wanted to. But that's okay. It'll happen eventually. But yes, AVN is a really cool place. That's where more of like... It's more for the clients. They just really want to meet the people in the industry and then the people in the industry get to work with each other and create content and it's just it's really cool. Yeah. Community.
0: I love that. that is so interesting. Could be fun, Shelby, if you're down. Um, I'm always down. Are you kidding me? Let's do, do it. it. We, <laughs> we I
2: think we've like have we established enough clout to just be able to show up to like no do it? <laughs> I, mean, I mean honestly what you could do is you can walk
1: around with uh like a microphone just be like hi i'm part of the podcast do you want to interview like i've heard so many interviews um i listened to the holly randall podcast she did one at abm this year i've listened to um the peep show podcast they also did something at ABN. it's really cool to be able to like you'll get access to people that you've always wanted to interview and who will are like not really available for video interviews or just being right there in person you can just see them it I think it would be such a great opportunity
0: let's do it I'll, I'll do. go you go bro yeah let's all go practice <laughs> yes I'm I'm obviously
2: it <laughs> so I want to I want to meet up with you there I need you to be I don't know I need you to be my mom for a bit okay Fun. leave me around I'm scared Fun. Absolutely. Yeah. I honestly,
1: that's the thing that I love about the, um, I, I actually went into school for elementary education. I wanted to be able to teach, but one, I realized I really do not like children. And two, I I feel like I can use that teaching thing for something else. So I went into photography and I was like, okay, like, this is my thing. This is like, that's my, that's my creative outlet. I love doing that, but I really it it makes me kind of feel sad that I have to charge other people in my own industry. I'd rather just trade stuff and that hard it keeps it hard to be able to like keep up a business that way. So that's why I work really, really hard in sex work because I know that the people paying for my content, like I kind of deserve that money from them. Um, Yes. 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 I mean like I deserve money in any ways, but the reason I got into sex work and the way it makes me feel the most empowered is I'm afraid of men, so going out into public, I think every man is going to trigger warning. I think every man is going to rape me. I feel like every person has the attention that they're going out and they're like, oh damn, that girl is cute because she's got all these like colored hair and whatever. Um, she's down to fuck. Like they always think that this person is like, oh, if you compliment them, they're easy. They're I'm an object. I don't have any feelings. I don't. I'm not allowed to say no. But in my industry and in making clips in talking to my clients I'm allowed to say no they have to pay for my content they have to pay to see me naked so it makes me feel a lot better about the value of my own body and the value that I put on my own things and then I can let the photography be more of like a creative outlet <laughs> just a lot of things may I just want to be able to teach and help people feel comfortable I love that I love that so yeah. much
2: well, yeah. you've taught, you've taught me so much, even on this, like, during this interview already. I so, cannot
1: wait to hear your stories about, like, if you and your
2: partner. I already was, told I, him. He was like, that sounds so nice. And he, he's also super outdoorsy. I mean, we have an Australian shepherd that, like, just hikes with us. So. Hard. Yeah. Oh. I love it. Yeah. That'll be,
1: I cannot wait to hear the stories. I'll give you consent to share your stories if you want to, with me. but I think it's awesome. I I just want to be able to educate and show that there is like happiness and there's other options out there. Not just the things that you see on the, uh, I mean, the internet is a wonderful place. We can, we can find anything on the internet, but the things that are put more into our faces, I feel like, let's let's start digging away at those and like bring the things down here up up and more into the mainstream so I I hope that you find happiness
2: in nature like I already feel like warm and like fuzzy thinking about it instead of my normal wow I'm afraid of sex (laughs) yeah I mean the just feeling outside and feeling like one you can say
1: no she can say no you know all these kind of things and then also it's not a bed it's not any place that like really feels like quote-unquote
2: trigger warning rapey you know Yeah. yeah yeah I like I like the fact that it's not an enclosed space like I think it would have to be outdoors and not necessarily in like you know a greenhouse
1: yeah yeah there's a total difference that's still like the public content we were talking that's like it's cute and pretty, and there's plants and stuff, which, like, great, go for it. But, like, it's not that same feeling of we're in the middle of nowhere. Nobody can see us. So we could probably be a little loud. Like, I I love that kind of stuff. And just, like, looking at trees, and you're like, all right. The best part, the best part, yes, the wind.
2: The wind
1: Ooh.
2: on your body
1: as you are doing stuff, that's that's what it's for. Like, shirt, nature, plants all these things feel good but when you get the wind on you and you're like a little sweaty from like doing stuff you know yeah
2: yeah that's the best feeling that's it that's okay okay I'm excited to go hiking in Colorado as soon as I move there I will join you (laughs) (laughs) yes come up please yeah we'll make content (laughs) yes We'll make content. I don't know how I'll contribute, but I'll vibe. Hey. <laughs> no crush. Do you have anything else, Emily? Oh, I mean, one thing that I did want to talk about, just because I want to know, like, if it's gone well, and I don't know if this necessarily applies to the podcast. Um, so I saw on your Instagram, um, you doing smoke sessions. For yes. $42 an hour. That's genius. Like, I screenshotted and sent okay. it. You remind me so much about one of my, like, one of my best friends in the entire world. And honestly, it freaks me out. But I feel, like, really calm with you. Oh, that makes Shelby sense. probably knows the exact friend I'm talking about. So. Who knows.
1: <laughs> that's so neat. Um. Okay, honestly, everybody has said, wow, that's an amazing idea. But literally zero people have actually done it. So that makes me kind of sad because it's such a good idea, but nobody I don't know if it's quarantine or if people don't really have like the $42 just for a smoke session. They don't think like, oh, this is gonna be a private, she's gonna put her vagina on the screen for me to see, kind of thing. But I just want to be able to give like a sense of community and stuff. And I feel like it's such a cool idea just to connect with people and to like hey, let's, like, get in front of our bongs and let's, like, sm- I'll wear something cute. I'll maybe flash you a couple times. But I really want to be in it just to, like, make somebody feel seen and heard and, like, have a good time, you know? Yeah. I think we should that right now. But thank oh, you for bringing yeah. that up. I, I, I hope somebody takes it because I'm going to keep doing it after the quarantine, too, because I think it's such a cute idea.
2: I think so, too. I was like, man, this is adorable. I, like, told my friend, I was like, hey, maybe you should do this, too. If you she guys are on a you don't have to pay for it. We'll just be friends. <laughs> yes. Shelby will get you some. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. A million times. Yes. 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 <laughs> You're already practicing your, your orgasm noises. It's perfect. I know. That's <laughs> what it's going to sound like when I come in nature. I am here for it. Maybe I'll make like a wild animal noise, like a howl. <laughs> or like a, like a like
0: a peacock <laughs> 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 yes.
1: hey everybody there's kitten pay there's puppy play you could be whatever you want I can pick whatever animal I want <laughs> yes <laughs> you could be a tree if you want to just be quiet true. I don't know <laughs> nature is so there's so many options out there that's the one nature awaits <laughs> Yes, that's a wonderful thing about this industry is there really is something there for everybody and everybody has an interest in something. So if you have an interest in something and you don't think somebody else does, just put it out there and then, trust me, people will like it.
0: Well, Cactus, thank you so much for talking to us. I really appreciate you, you know, sharing your experiences and, uh, and getting to know you for sure. You're so much fun to talk to.
1: Well, thanks, you. See, are fun, too. Like I said, I was listening to your podcast earlier uh, before this, and I was just like, I really vibe with these people. I already feel like I know them, so I'm glad we could be friends now. I know. I'm so honored. <laughs> I love that. Yes. <laughs> you but could... thank you for letting me have this opportunity to be able to talk about stuff, too. Like, I, I just really appreciate that. So yeah. thank you. Yeah.
0: Well, we've loved having you, and you guys can follow Cactus on Instagram. It's cactus.cutie and they're both spelled with k's as she's been signing this whole episode (laughs) you can follow us on instagram at candy girl podcast or on twitter at candy girl pod and if you have any questions for us or any questions for cactus or any of the other guests we've had you can email us at candy girl podcast at outlook.com thanks for listening guys